This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Glory to God in the highest. Wow, so this is second service. Let's read a scripture. Uh, The Bible says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Where is that in the Bible? If you are bold, you chorus answer. You can have your seat. God bless you. Thank you for standing for a while. The Bible says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4 6. (laughs) <laughs> and then Isaiah 4.13 says My people go into captivity For lack of knowledge Knowledge is very important In the things of the spirits And now this morning One of the ways to experience Peace in marriage And to fulfill God's will Is to have the knowledge of why God made marriage And what is marriage all about now the bible says male and female he created them so we have male species and female species coming together to form marriage now for there to be harmony and for the marriage to go according to god's will you must have knowledge of what who is a woman and who is a man hallelujah so the bible says that if you don't have knowledge you are either destroyed or you're going to captivity. So many marriages are like people, they they feel like they are in captivity. They are bound. They can't live because their family will talk, people will talk, so they stay there. But joy departed a long time ago and relocated to Canada. Love left and went to UK. And they are just staying together as husband and wife in the name of their children or whatever. So the Bible said the reason for that is when you see chaos, when you see conflict, when you see contradiction, when you see problem, the Bible is pointing to one thing, my people, once they are Christians, because the spirit of God indwells them, the only way a Christian will have a bad marriage is what the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Number one, knowledge. Apostle Paul began to talk, Peter said in 1 Peter 3, 7, he said, dwell with women. Give me 1 Peter 3.7. Let's read something from there. To start with, I'm talking more to women, but this afternoon or this morning, I want to talk about basic differences between men and we'll talk about two or three of them for now. What a man needs to know about woman and what a woman needs to know about a man. If you don't, you are not called into marriage to begin to do things your own way. You are married to somebody and the demand of marriage has put a necessity on you to learn something about this other person. And people don't know. Likewise, you husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. That means to dwell correctly with a woman, you must have a kind of knowledge of who a woman is and to live with a man successfully you must have a knowledge of who a man is 
A man is not just a boy wearing jeans and t-shirts. Or somebody nothing tie. <laughs> now, in this regard, Peter is saying that give honor to your wife as unto weaker vessels. That means one particular knowledge that every man must have is to know that women are weaker vessels in some regards. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are many differences. But for the sake of this talk this morning, let's look at some very important ones. What every woman should know about a man and what a man should know about a woman. I will start this way because I said I've been talking to men and today is men's day so I was talking to men but I want to talk a little bit to, I spoke a little to women for service and I just spoke about stubbornness. Many women are very stubborn. Are you getting in trouble if you are stubborn? You are not the leader in the marriage. The man is the leader. You can't change it. Of course there are many, 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 many tyrants who are leading and what I, what I said what, what I, I want to say to men which you should know before you demand for submission you should also do your own obligation which is love the question is this in every society when things are not right there will be a breakdown of law or another you will not continue to pay tax you will not continue to give money to Nepa if you don't have life for 6 months and they keep bringing Nepa bill Asking your wife to submit to you when you have not put certain things in place. It's like Nepal coming to ask you for Nepal bill when they have not given you life for two years. In some areas, they beat them up. That's the insecurity nowadays. Even in whatever the nation, once you can't trust police again, people will resort to self-defense. And because they have no, that's why you have vigilantes all over Nigeria. It shouldn't be so. But the way God has created human, human beings, you are not going to watch yourself die because of what government is or what government is not doing. It's all over the world like that. Once things are not in place, people will start acting and taking laws into their hands. In marriage also, when a man is not standing where he should stand, you are going to push the woman to do things that, and it will backfire. The two of you will suffer for it. A woman should not lead except through influence. We'll talk about that another day. And there cannot be one person driving. If two people hold the steering together, they are going to drive the car into an accident. So, per times, only one person should drive per time. So, your marriage is like going through, whether through turbulence or whatever, only one person should drive per time. The other person can contribute at this, they can't beside you. Sometimes your passengers can help you see somebody's coming from behind. Please don't stop. But some drivers will not listen. And passengers can tell at times when the driver is going to take all of you into a ditch driving recklessly and that's what some men are doing and your wife is talking and you are shutting her down until you take your family down and I said that if you do have a track record of quality leadership in the house you don't deserve to be listened to she put a salary with yours about an investment you mentioned you put more money everything sank you that two times three times you asked her to locate with you to another city you went there she lost her job you lost your nothing if she say why woman, when you ask her for something else again, she has right to say no. Before you destroy them. So, so I mean, you yourself will not trust any bank that the government has not certified. Just like many of you losing money to all these Ponzi scheme. My brother is doing PAD in UK. He still come here. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, friend, that's a way I'm very good. He said, I don't understand why somebody would think 
that some people are there and their job is to help you make money. He said that fallacy is of another kind. So you put one million somewhere to become six million. Because there are some people who do have brain. Their job is to make money for you. Apologies to blockchain and everything. But I'm just telling you the truth. As a pastor, only God knows how many members have cried to come and meet people who have lost money. A lady here lost four million. I don't know why you... I said, so you have... I said, the thing pained me. Four million. Single girl, not married. And I told her that you could have done a lot of other businesses. I said, even if you bought a car, you're using it for your car. Even when you are tired of the, the uh, um, Uber, you still have your car in your company. I said, there are places that are still selling land very cheaply now. And in a few years' time, it will go to another level. Your land will always be your land. Your paper is with you. You want to give it to one obscure person. In the name of the help you multiply it from 4 million to 10 million. She first put 600,000, she made 1.1 or so, so it encouraged her. It's always the same process. You first make money first before you crash and crash well. How many of you have lost money? Tell the truth. You are in church. Let me see. Can you see hands? See hands. When we ask you to give a church, you'll be doing like this. So, those who you are giving. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? Anyway, there's nothing wrong with investment. Just be careful. That's what I'm saying. Be careful. And there's some legit things in this. I don't know. There might be. So that I don't sin against those who are genuine do this. But I'm just saying that. Be careful. I hate to offend people. So I usually want to be careful. There might be this kind of scheme where those who are behind it are clean and everything. But I'm just saying that. Just be careful. But just fundamentally understand that nobody's out there helping you to make money in that sense. The world is too selfish for that kind of thing. You better know. So some white men are telling you, so a white man, some white men are telling you that when you bring your money together, there's a process we do, we network, we do this, and then from one million, you hit 12 million, and you believe. Okay, no problem. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. One of, one of us here, that one, she, she even involved the IGP. The IGP couldn't catch those guys again. They got them, but they, they, they filed for bankruptcy, and everything. I just told them that. That was it. Nobody, nobody could do anything again. Please use your money for something you can see. It is better. Amen. Actually, eh, you see, you can't cheat life. In life, you can't jump except you are carried by God. That's the truth. Anyway, let's leave that. Are you with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> everybody looking at me. <laughs> and I don't lose money. Well. <laughs> I feel for you. The Lord will restore the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worm and the palmer worm in Jesus' name. If you lost money, same man very well. I'm praying for you for restoration. <laughs> and when it is restored back to you now, this time around, first time you are a victim, second time you are a volunteer. Don't volunteer yourself. Are you with me? Okay. Praise the Lord. So, understand what a woman and a man. Now, Paul is saying that, or Peter Paul said, weaker vessel. Why did God say woman, a woman should submit and a man should love? What I want to talk about this morning, I will not put it in what a man wants or what a woman wants. I will put it like what a man needs and what a woman needs. Let's start with the first one and it's very deep. Listen to me, all married women here. There is a difference between what you want and what you need. When God created man, he created man to have a need. For man to function very well, one of the fundamental needs of a male species is sex. Write it down. I don't like the way you are looking at me. But your look won't stop me from talking. 
You know, I listen to people and I counsel a lot. See, I, I said something for service. Maybe I've never seen daddy wearing tie. Maybe you don't like that. Maybe you've worn in the past and that time has passed. <laughs> the sincere truth is, you are wearing native now. Maybe you love the way you are. In certain organizations, if they employ you today, that is the end of you dressing like this during the week at least. If it's a bank, you must wear tie. Some banks, they wear only blue or white shirts. Once you enter that office, it's a demand that is on you. You have no choice again except to leave the office. It's only married. Maybe because they give us certificate before we start at all. And it's the only thing that's like, in life, every other thing you complete before they give you certificate. In man, they give you certificate for before you start. It's like that is the reason why people don't want to cope with demands that come with marriage. When you start having children, for instance, you cannot say to your little baby, you only cry between nine in the morning and six. Any other time you cry, I am sleeping. I don't have time for you. If you see a mother saying that to a baby, what will you say to the mother? Telling the child that if you cry after 6 p.m., you're on your own. Because I've gone to work and back. Once I'm back by 6 p.m., you don't cry again until in the morning when you wake up. You have brought the child into the world. You have to live with the responsibility. Now, you don't wake up in the night to feed the child because you love what you are doing. No, you feed the child because the child needs what you are doing. You don't get that? That means you respond to a need. Whether you want to or you don't want to. And there are many things we do like that and we do them diligently. All of you, you fill your car from time to time. It's not that you like petrol. It's not that you like anything, but you must do it. Otherwise, the car will stop. Bring that into marriage. God created men to love sex. And believe me sincerely, in many cases, women don't understand this. There is this tendency after people get married to want to relax, lay down their guts, and once marriage gets to three, four, five years, now I'm not justifying infidelity on any ground. There is no right reason for doing something wrong. There is a right reason for complaining. There's a right reason for pointing out to but there is no right reason that because she did that's why I am cheating on her. A Christian man does not do that. However, to make it easy on both parties, we have to talk about these things. There is a tendency that when marriage gets to three, four, five, six years, then women begin to stop what they've been doing before. They begin to stop before when you when they first join the two of you together, you will never get to bed without your husband's arrival. You wait for him to arrive, you eat together. All of a sudden, now it doesn't matter when he comes in, by 9 10, you've gone to sleep, and like that. And then because you walk. It taught you say you are tired. Yet yeah, there are days who are tired. But I am saying, let me couple the two, and I will go to second one. Just like one fundamental need of all women is affection. This also is what that is why I call this message the gap between the two of us. If we don't fill this gap, Ephesians four twenty seven, where Bible says that uh, give no place to the devil. In other words, the Bible is telling us that Satan needs space to operate. When you want to stop his oppression of your family, remove the space. The space is the gap between man and woman. And lack of understanding of each other is the major gap in marriage. Are you getting what I'm saying? Women don't want affection. They need affection. 
Maybe I should start with that one. Because some of you are going to see how these things they link together. The moment a woman gets to know that the only thing you say, the only time you say I love you to her or you want to hold her is when you want sex, that is a problem. And African men also just, just don't get that. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean much to the man that you've not called me to ask for my day, this one, that one. Some men, the Champions League match in the night is what is on his mind from money. And then the deals in the office, whether you call him or not, somebody's pursuing 500 million, you are saying that he didn't call me to check how I'm doing. Leave me as I'm doing. I, I'm pursuing a contract. What was so what, what will your call do? But you see, it's not so for women. Many times, the romance of the night begins in the day. As she's coming in, in their frame, this is how they think. All day long, you were doing your own thing in your office, talking to your friend, talking to everybody, even your family. You forgot me. All of a sudden, you are in the room. Maybe I'm undressing and you want to now. I am not an object. I am a person. Are you getting... I get what I'm saying. I think if you are married, you know by now that women do all those things. To them, the only way sex makes sense to women, actually many years into marriage, is when it is built on affection. When over and over again, she's just sure that you care for me. I am at the center of your heart. You think about me. All your activities every day, everything about me. Now, sincerely, you might not like that as a man, but you are married and there's a responsibility that you must do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, in some cases, the reason why some men are not doing that is also because when you reject a man, your husband, trying to make love, trying to initiate it over and over again and a few times you turn him down and then it becomes, he has noticed that he's always the one trying to initiate inside the man something can die and he just noticed that there's no intimacy again I have just told you, so many marriages that are 10 years and above, sex and all those things have departed it is once in a blue moon as we, and it will, once there is a problem with the bedroom, it will affect every other thing it can affect in a small way, medium, or in a massive way. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. I don't know how many people have wondered. I, I want to be sure you just got what I've just said now. This is where Apostle Paul addressed this in 1 Corinthians 7. Let's start from verse 4. I want to show you something. Because whatever we share must be found in the Bible. It is true. I, I don't know whether we'll get there just to talk about the fact I see. You also have to understand that a man is moved by what he sees. A woman is moved by what they hear. So there are things you have to keep letting your husband see and there are things that as a man you have to keep letting your wife hear. Did you get that? A man's way of life is such that he might not be thinking sex he can just walk into a room and see his wife's body and in a moment, in a trickle of an eye, like the Bible says, <laughs> it can become a di different person. Now, I I'm sure, men, am I right? In a moment, 
but it's the configuration of a woman is not exactly so she might begin by turning down that see maybe somebody that said something in the office is still affecting her now this is where a healthy communication between a man and woman this is why there is no substitute for that friendship and ability to talk you must talk i said for service that as a woman you must be interested in what your husband is interested in Miles Moreau said that late Miles Moreau in his own time by the time he was 40 he just became an international figure all of a sudden he spoke once at Azusa Street Azusa Revival because he was a friend of Captain Pearson and all the top men of God in the world were there he came from Bahamas an unknown country when he gave that message once on purpose that was when purpose entered the church of Christ Miles Moreau was one that brought a message of purpose principle to the body of Christ it was 1990 Azusa that was the first time that the Christian body had the message on purpose or something, at least at the, at the general level. When he finished, all America was like, who was that guy? So almost overnight, all the large churches in America, there's no way that will not tend to affect your family life. When from you and your wife waking up, you go to office, success hits you, so there's what they call quantum leap. Quantum leap can be very dangerous. If a guy earning 500,000 every month, suddenly something happens to him, and is promoted now. He has four million people him on Twitter, eight million people on Instagram, and all of a sudden his income moved from that four hundred thousand to about five billion. It will take strength to stabilize even in, in, in the house, because now one meeting in Paris, one in Germany, one in this, one in that. If there is nothing deep going on between himself and his wife, that marriage cannot last. In fact, that marriage has already ended. What is so we now start looking for is a companion at that level. This is why most politicians, the wife they are parading is not the first wife. They married the first wife in their moment of anonymity when nobody knew them, when they were on the streets. Some of them never, a popular like that happened to him and a pastor walked under a lawyer and he was telling us, he married the woman when they were both, when both had school sat. He pushed himself to become a senior advocate of Nigeria. When he did, he married another young girl who was like another lawyer brilliant because the wife stayed at that level. This is why you must be interested in what your husband is interested in. So when that thing happened to him, traveling, the wife started complaining that you don't have time for me. But then she noticed, thank God for that, this guy jogs every morning. Can't I join him? Now, believe me sincerely. Please, I am not justifying infidelity for any reason. I will never. So when this message says, I don't want anybody to start saying that, he said, no, I am not justifying it. But one of the things you'll find in older men who date, who go around with all these young ladies is that Many times, what they are looking for is not even sex, it's friendship. I've seen quite a number of them. All the sugar daddy and the rest. When we're UI, you will see a man coming with an exotic jeep to sit down on a student bed with a lady. And what they know, say they go to eat, you go around, go around, go around, like that. Somehow they said that is why uh, people become billionaires, even in America, and after a while, they, they too, they are, they, I mean, they are, the rate of divorce there. And then you hear of men that you wouldn't expect that come. And he's, he's getting, if I'm the richest men in the world, and I just send away their wife. What is happening? But this thing has to be well understood. So, a woman must know what does a man need. I mentioned one said number two, respect and honor. A woman wants affection and a woman wants communication. You both have to find a way. It is impossible for your husband not to end up communicating with you by the time you are interested in what is interested in 
I have done my research even among our, uh, uh, our people here, married people here. Once the marriage gets to four or five years, there seems to be this stuff. You see, what people do many times, when something happens, then they are, they, it wakes them up suddenly. And you should not wait for something to happen. For instance, I see at times when a woman is trying uh, 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 to control and build a wall around the husband. You can tell that the bed is hot. It's not, or it's not warm again. It's cold. So, you are afraid that you might lose. There is a way, a level of closeness that exists between you and your husband that there's no fear of losing him again. Except it's a womanizer by nature. And there are a few of them like that. I am predicating message upon the fact that you are married to a good man. Because good men too, they stray at times. But a good man will not when certain things are in place. Now, when he strays, it's not, that's not an excuse for what he's doing, please. But I'm just saying that we are looking at how on both ends things can be helped that it's and make no mistake about nowadays women are beginning to commit have infidelity more than men. I hope you know. Uh, you see, I read researches and I read things, statistics and the rest. It will shock you. Two of the major actors in America now, their wife just cheated on them. One of the major footballers that in Champions League and then the wife just with a popular goalkeeper and she said it in the magazine that it was supposed to happen but it happened. Once Bible says again now, that is not to excuse. I keep saying that. So somebody will not misunderstand this message that hey, when things are not, I can know that's not what I'm saying. We are just looking at things that for us believers, we don't have a choice. We are not going to go outside for any reason or do anything. But can we make it easy on ourselves in the house? Because if one party understands the other one, you are still in that difficult corner. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, if we stop on those two alone, on this side, let's say sex or respect, and on this side, let's say affection for a woman, that alone will heal many homes. So the morose wife said, okay, she didn't like jogging. She didn't need it. She wasn't maybe over it like she But she decided, and every morning, for about 40 minutes while jogging, they will be talking and talking and talking. And they got so close. And that was it for them. So everything she wanted to say that she was like, you are not listening to me. During jogging time, they will talk about everything. It is important. I am standing on one thing that it's important to let a sense of responsibility guide us. That if the first time during honeymoon, even if he no matter what, if he, he has not arrived by 1 a.m., you are still waiting on the bed, waiting for him, wanting to come around, you eat together. Please bring that thing back to your marriage. Kill every gap. A good man who has never cheated and who has no plan to cheat, when you suspect him wrongly, it can be very annoying. In fact, you can push him further. And that's what some women do. Your husband is talking to another lady, you are already rolling your eyes. And we ask ourselves, what's your problem? Is that since he's married to you, should not talk to anybody again? It should not be found in awkward places with other people. Yes, it should not build any kind of deep relationship with any other person. Yes, but he has colleagues and he has friends now. Ordinary eye, how's your husband? How is everything to a female friend? There's nothing wrong with that one. You can't say not to greet people and everything. If you have done your own work very well, you have nothing to fear. But if you haven't, and you've somehow. When you see him talking with somebody, a part of you will start fighting. And when you start doing that, you are actually going to create more harm than good. 
Amen. I don't believe in a man hiding his phone for his wife. Well, see, if why you are checking is to check, 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 check. I know that's what you want to do. You already have a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why don't you get so close that even this is uh, this can be a problem? I was say if he ever listen to me, let us be very honest. The best of men, they are still men. If at any time in the office, if for any reason he begins to like a person, be so close that you are the first person he can tell. If a man can come home and tell the woman, I am beginning to like this uh, for like a girl. I don't know where Chris said this is not supposed to be. 90%, you have 90% chance that the relationship will never happen. If he begins to bond for another girl and is concealing it, hiding it because you will fry him alive. If you should know, he will eventually do it. <laughs> you need deliverance. <laughs> Are you so good? I have to stop. Is somebody hearing me? Now, I'm, I'm just stopping on this one thing today. Sometimes you don't say too many things. The one thing I'm stopping on is that responsibilities, they come with marriage. And one of such responsibilities that you don't, uh, you have to understand what the other person needs. If you are a man, it might mean nothing to you. Sending SMS during the day. Honestly speaking, I'm like that also. Send SMS during the day to a woman. How are you doing? How is everything? I just believe you are fine. But see, they don't believe. I don't know how many times my wife with the first thing she will say, when she's my dad, ah, you, you did not even ask after a person. And my wife will just be like, what's wrong with you asking after me? <laughs> but I mean, I don't, you know, if I call and she doesn't pick, I will just say she's in a meeting. It goes. If she calls and I don't pick, there can be an issue. I've called her three times. But you know what? I don't get angry. I understand that that is how they are. I don't know how many times she has told me that when you travel, when you land, sincerely, I would have been on the bed at the hotel thinking about the ministration. She just be like, ah, okay. If I had time to be honest, I would be ashamed of saying that I'm already in the hotel. I'll just say, we have landed. We have landed. How are you? Because that you move from airport to the hotel without calling it's an industry so i'll just say we have, we have landed you know, you know so i i but what i don't do is i don't get angry i don't think i understand that there are differences between male and female and you have to understand this is very important why don't you start helping each other why don't you go back to what you used to do during honeymoon? Why don't you start again to wait for him to arrive? Before you jump to the bed and sleep. For some people, the husband will even tap them. Say, I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I'm covered with duvet. <laughs> you know, people do all sorts. A Christian man will just turn, he won't do it, but he starts right. Is that right? Now, you can start by telling that when you didn't call me all day long, launch all your complaints. But the two of you end up talking and be sure that there's conversation and healthy communication to help each other against another day. You might not like premiership or anything, but your husband likes, why don't you sit with him? Why don't you ask him to even explain to you? You complain, 
that when his friends are around, they play chess from morning. People who play chess can spend six hours on play, playing chess. I understand that. That's why I don't play very often because it can naturally take a whole lot of time. I used to play a lot while growing up. And I won Nigerian champion by, by mistake. And since that, I have not played him again. Yeah, he begged me for years. He wanted that record to be off. That he, you know, I told him that. I know what you are trying to do. I know if we play a game, he will beat me 10 times. But I was just lucky. He didn't know I could play. So he would let down his guard. So I won. So I got up. He said, No, I said, No, that's for me. That's the end. I'm not playing again. <laughs> let me glory in the fact that I won you. I did that to my roommate in school also. He, he, I was in Nambia Zikwe He would beat everybody in chess. He never knew I could play. And for one year, I was thinking, I never told him. My final year. So finally, we finished our project and we're in school doing nothing. So fellowship had ended over. Sure, I was, I, was, I was kind of free. So that day was in the room. There was no light. Everything was just dull. So he just called the pastor, let's pray now. Play now. So I said, really? So I sat down. So he was playing with me, calling and talking, playing. I just made the move and checked his king. He dropped the phone. He said, come on. I said, no, no, no. I have a principle. Once I win, <laughs> it stays. <laughs> we spent like two more months in school. He begged me the whole of two months. <laughs> One day I woke up in the morning. He had put the chest down. And he, he made the goosey and super rice. <laughs> so, so I told him that. Okay. So <laughs> and we put the game down. So he gave me a plate of rice and a goosey. <laughs> God forgive me. So I took the pawn. I moved it forward. I was sitting. Moved the second one. I just got to myself. I'm not playing the game. <laughs> if he could beat me that day, <laughs> his eyes changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> are you are you with me? <laughs> now this one it's not good for you to let people know what you can do. Keep your abilities. So that when they just keep their abilities. Amen. Are you with me? Let's go home understanding this and try to fix this. Affection. Woman, a woman doesn't want it, she needs it. It's part of their life. That you make her feel secure at all times. That you talk with her every time that affection she wants to know that when you are in the office she is still at the center of your heart and she's not Jesus Christ but you have to understand <laughs> and it's okay you, God on, and God supports them so you have to understand now understand all women that men are not like yourself that it takes them it takes you time to be ready for intimacy and all those it doesn't take a man time see this is why when they want to deceive girls a guy will tell. So they are having sex. Tell her, I love you. I just love you. I love you. And the girl, you are because you respond to what you are hearing. When the guy wants to have sex with a girl, he can't say anything. When the guy tells you he loves you, it means nothing to a guy. Only real men can say I love you and they stand by their words. That's how a man can tell 15 women, I love you. It's a script. The same thing. As he's saying it to Chioma, he's saying it to Falake. That's why I say when they cheat on a woman, see the way they are crying. But oh, you told me you love me. You told me he told you because he wanted you to hear it. Because when you tell a woman something, it goes inside. When you tell a man, it goes to his logic. He just reasons and it goes. And that's it. So this is why men can insult and say things. Maybe they are playing ball, posting direction, and they attack each other, say all kinds of things, and the following the line continues. 
Nobody's going to dwell on what was said. But a woman can remind you 30 years after something you said. Because what you say creates an impression and they, they, they are going to feel it. So they are going to respond emotionally. If we start with this, there are other things. But I just want to stop on this today. Are we, are we okay with this? Please understand this. This is why you have to be very close to your husband. And this is why you have to be very close to your wife. Otherwise, it begins with the fact that you start having a gap between the two of you in your room. And the gap continues and continues. Apostle Paul, man, let's close what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7. And he addressed this. And he said, this matter is a very important matter. 1 Corinthians 7, I think verse 5 or so. 1 Corinthians 7, please just project. Thank you. The wife had not power over her body, but the husband. In other words, once you are married, the power over your body, you have transferred it to the other person. So you can't say no to him again. Now the Bible says, neither will a man, now I'm talking about good man, a, a good man also will not see that the wife has been through work, been through all day long, and the next is just to jump in and be asking for sex. And this is our playing out in Christian marriage. You see, I will get to a point where I'm going to say to all of you that as believers, married people here, you don't have life outside Jesus. But please, you have life outside church. Are you getting what I'm saying? We come to HOD on Sunday morning. Now, all the all through evening today, you are free. You are not coming to church. You are not coming to church on Monday. You are not coming to church on Tuesday. You are not coming to church on Thursday. You are not coming to church. We are praying on Friday physically for mercy. 7 o'clock. Anybody that can make it by 7, we are praying for Mercy Encounter on Saturday. But Mercy Encounter happens once in a month. So it's only once in a month that I will ask you to come in the evening and pray. All the remaining days and hours and everything all through the month, you have it to yourself. Born with your wife. Learn to go to an eatery and go to places together. It is your duty not to make your marriage very boring. Sin comes sin through boredom many times. Find activities that will help the two of you. You can play chess where your wife can play. Why don't you start a game in the house? I even put money there, but who wins? Don't go, don't, so, don't, don't, because Christians don't know this thing. So, Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, there are many Christian homes. Romance is completely absent. And your children are watching. You can't even know each other's hand in public. And men don't know that. Women, they notice when you avoid identify with them in public, only to come and ask for sex in private. Do you know people do that? Do you know some men, even in church, you don't want people to know that this is your wife? So why did you marry her? You should never be ashamed of your wife in public. Holding hands and putting your hand on her shoulder and everything, it might not mean more to you as a man. Maybe you are not very emotional. It means a lot to women. What they want, part of what they want is that before all other females let them know I am yours and you are mine. It gives them that joy. Honestly, even me at times, I don't like it. Anybody who doubts that I am yours, I don't know why they should. What is their business in the first place? But you see, I don't live for myself. I'm obeying what the Bible says. The wife had not power over her own body, but the husband. Likewise also, the husband had not power over his own body, but the wife. Look at the next verse. Verse 5. Defraud ye not one another, except to be with a concept for time, that you may give yourself to fast and prayer, and come together again, 
that Satan tempts you not. So Paul to identify that this is the knowledge lacking that gives opportunity for Satan. What is Paul talking about? He's purely talking about sex, talking about intimacy. That once there is a gap, Satan will come in and tempt somebody. And that is happening. I will come another day. Talking about women, four or five years to your marriage, you dress anyhow in the house. Ah. See, this world, this world we live in, is a war zone. Somehow, when your husband keeps saying you're too casually, just wear one old kaba, what they call it, so funny, in the house, you are 32 years to look 59. Just, I'm telling all married women here, men respond to what they see. The only time he sees other ladies, they are already fully made up. People well dressed, nice perf, nice clothes. Every now and then, he is not there to see them when they to remove their wig and sleeping, but he's only seeing you. And then, once that begins to happen, keep reminding yourself: men respond to what they see. Even when God told David to go and anoint, Samuel go and anoint David. And went to anoint Eliab. God told him, Anori Joe gave it to him about men. He said, Men look at outward appearance. All married women here, please let this sink, let it soak inside. Men look at outward appearance. The fact that you are married and you just sit down anywhere in the house and you know, you tie rapper and you know, and every other place he goes to, women that are well dressed. Nice high heel shoes, nice body spray, nice ear. That is what he sees regularly. You just become, see, even at that time when you are the one making advance, he might not even respond. The attraction is not there. And it's your duty to let the attraction be there. The Bible says you don't owe your body. So find out what your husband likes and dress that way. Very important. Very, very important. You know, but I'll tell you the truth. There's no woman that is not beautiful. Find out the kind of style that fits you. Your husband is your Lord. He wants all your dressing. Please dress, dress to. I don't want to say to kill him. It's not that we are not killing anybody here. <laughs> when, when, when he dies, you come and call us in church. So, 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 so. But can you dress very brilliant spiritual manis? Even those who are able to remove their ring and everything, watch their wife. She might not wear any, but the clothes are always very nice. There is something about a woman looking at your best. Now, the point is this. When you get married, you lay down that responsibility and that is not good. And that's what some women do. Is it not my husband? You will not when you were dating. If he says, I'm coming to your house tomorrow, you, you'll get ready. If you need to go to the salon. But now you are married and you just, you should not do that. Till you are 60 and 70. Always ask yourself a question. What is the cost of losing your husband? Is that no more painful? But what about looking good at all times and making this marriage wonderful? I am I will talk about men and what it costs to do the same thing for men when it comes to affection. You just have to. You cannot call her being over demanding or dread. You just have to. Say you don't want to go to an eatery. Pastor Yongicho, let me close them. Pastor Yongicho, the pastor of the largest church in the world, he has retired now. I think it's almost 82 or so now. When he first started, 
what I said earlier happened to him. Before he got married, when they were around 28 or so, they were already over 10,000 in his church as a single guy in Korea. The old Korea was coming. The church was just expanding. Now the church is about 700,000 people or so. And carrying my 700,000 people every Sunday. He was so busy. They said, we'll go for crusade for outreaches. When he got married, he was only coming home on Friday to go to church on Sunday. On Monday, we'll go for outreach and come back on Friday. And he will pack dirty clothes for the wife to wash. The mother-in-law just called him one day. And himself and the mother-in-law started the church together. Without knowing she had a daughter. She was cooling away. So the mother-in-law called him and said, my daughter will leave you and nothing will happen. He was shocked. That was, he wrote a book from Intimacy with the Holy Spirit because he learned. He said, your wife is not an object. She's a person. She's a person. A woman can tell when you are using them to gratify your sexual desire. And it is terrible. When you let her have that mentality that you only come around to ask for sex. And if she's the type that ends maybe more than you only come around when you need her to do something. This is why it is good at times to, for a man to be able to call a woman in the room, peck her, kiss her, and no sex. It is very difficult for men, but women enjoy it. But you know what? Start learning to do it. For you to say all those nice words, to do all those nice organs and just tell her, I just just to do that for you. I love you. Please, you are tired. Go and sleep. She might not even sleep. That means a lot to them. But once they know that, once you say, I love, before you finish, she's there, hey, I'm tired. <laughs> because she knows what you are going to say next. <laughs> In fact, when you come to the room, <laughs> normally when you come from office, it's TV you are watching. So she's not, the only time you come to the room is, so she's already becoming defensive. You come in, you do as if you are changing your shirt. But she knows you. I might know your wife. Don't I know you? When you come around, it's all the first watch all the news and demand for your food while you are sitting down. But this one that you enter the house and you are in the room, we know what you are looking for. And she will wait for you very well. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is something that has to be fixed very fast. And for joy to be in all our homes. Let's rise. Glory to God. One man said that to most men, sex is like food. That a man has eaten yesterday does not mean he will not eat today. And sometimes opposite said, don't understand. Now, not all men are that, but most men. Some men are not like that. Some are neutral. It doesn't, but I'm just saying, let all women in this church learn what I've just said now. You have just only one husband. Do your best to satisfy him, to make him happy. And if things are already broken down, the two of you after this service, sit down and talk. Tell him where it's hurting you that you cannot talk. Home should be in such a way that you should be able to express yourself as a woman without fearing your husband tearing you down. Even if you say the most stupid things. Honestly speaking. It should be in such a way that your wife should be able to tell you, I don't like that woman. I just don't like her. You are not going to do what she says, but you can explain to her that but she's not offending you now. She's just a friend from afar. And she will not, you will not blackmail her for saying her mind. The same thing, let a man be able to say, I don't know, I believe to get close to a particular lady in the office. And you are not going to use it against her. Or against him later. 
and know an open atmosphere where you can help one another. Is somebody so we can help each other to be great. We can have a wonderful home. The children can love what they see in the two of you. You can have a wonderful home. Everybody, one thing you can never deny is that there was a time you fell in love with the person you are marrying. So love is not the problem. You have allowed too much gap and you need to close the gap. When you do, that old romance will come back. The first time you saw that person and you could not eat without going to her house, that thing will come back because it's still there. It's a gift of God. They are irrevocable. It doesn't disappear. You just allow many things to cover it. Many things. The time she said yes to her, you could not sleep on your bed. You still love her that much, but there is gap. And once there is gap, intimacy will die. So we have to bridge that gap right now. We have to bridge it. Have you all heard me? You know, let's say it bothers me when I see people come to my office that they want to get married. And you see the way they are smiling into each other. And then later they start fighting. And it's very common. I've dealt with many things like that. And I, so what happened to them? I said, the love is still there. You have offended him so much. You have offended her so much. So you created gap. The two of you. Now your husband is fully convinced that you are very stubborn. And in some cases, some women are. And you need to correct this. Hallelujah. I might be a blessing to somebody today. Father, we give all the glory. We honor you. We thank you. Give God praise, somebody. Just appreciate him. I so maybe in some cases, um, <laughs> maybe some couples will need to come to the altar after service. You know, I've been emphasizing coming to the altar to pray. Go and catch your wife, bring her and come and pray. Say, dear, let's start with if you know there are issues. But you believe today that this is going to be a turning point. When the service is over, bring the person here for three, four minutes, kneel down together and pray. And then go home and continue praying and continue talking. And have a very healthy conversation with one and with each other. And let's talk. Let's talk. What am I doing that you don't like? Let's, have, let's communicate. Where is the gap coming from? Why are we now against each other? There was a time I could barely hold anything back from you. But now, I have many things going on in my life that I will never tell you. Let's talk about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, we worship you. We bless your name. We thank you, Father. All praise to your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Put your hands together again one more time. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.